365 whole days behind us, and though at times they probably felt more like 730 days, uh, <laughs> we had the gift of great audio delicacies and joys to get us through everything. Everybody, welcome to We Like Bad Music's Only's End of the Year Album of the Year podcast, where your beloved hosts reveal the top 10 albums that got them through the last year, and big surprise this year, we actually ended up with a pretty good little smattering of guest lists to go through, so that should be interesting. That's almost a new thing for us. It's almost wild that, that, that folks have that much interest in us this year, but hey, that's just, just how it goes, I guess. Growth, year-over-year year growth, I think they say, in, in investing and, and, and financials <laughs> and all that, right? I'm not an accountant. Yeah. I, I don't know how any of that works. All right. That, and that was remarkable. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say remarkably, that's exactly um, how that goes. You, you nailed it. Well, there we go. I should just I should just go. I should just be an accountant then. What am I doing this podcast shit for? I don't get paid for this. <laughs> go chase that capital. <sighs> Gotta go chase it. Gotta live my capitalist dream. And of course, welcome our host, of course, with me as always, my good pal, Taylor. Hey, yo. Sound like you're absolutely ready and chomping at the bit to talk about music. Oh, yeah. Good, good. It's a good attitude to have. It's a good attitude to have. I like that. I like it when a person comes to a show and they're actually prepared to talk about the thing that we all agreed to talk about. You might be surprised to know that that actually makes podcasting a lot easier. <laughs> and of course, our resident dad himself, it's Psychic Dad Vibes Heist. Woo, hello. How's it going? You sound like you're ready for some, for some music as well. Me, ready for music? Me uh, no, ready to talk about never, music. I never, don't never, never. Yeah, that just I don't know. Never. I don't know why I'm on here. I don't know. We just was like, you know what? Soxcast has got three. We need the third for this one. That's why this show's not working. Let's find some random schlub who'd be happy to take any kind of interaction out of the Discord. Got him. That, Zero in. Zeroed in on it. <laughs> no, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. But I I the most exciting time of the year, right? Like, we're here to talk about, like, the yes. best. The best stuff. We'll also be talking about stuff that didn't make our list in the next episode. But um, basically, you know, you know the deal here. We're going to be going through our entries 10 to 6 today. Uh, the bottom half of our list while interspersing some listener lists. So, um... I guess, uh, does anybody like have a quick overview of like what the world of music was like for you? Because for me, it was just kind of like, it wasn't bad and it wasn't really low key. It was just kind of like, this was a pretty normal year where I feel like we've had a few years of just super solid highs. This one kind of felt very like, like, like by the numbers to me where I got a lot of what I wanted and what I was expecting with not a lot of big surprises. Um... Uh, save for some, save for some larger things that we may be talking about later. Uh, what about you, Taylor? Yeah, I think for me, my year was kind of impacted by where my headspace has been for sure. the past several months. So yeah. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't voraciously consuming as much music as I have been in the past. And there's a couple of hanging, 
There's a couple of uh, big snubs, I think, that I just never got around to listening to enough to have them make enough of an impact to mm. land on my top 10. Got it. Because, you know, fun thing about being super depressed is that you don't want to do anything fun for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, uh, it's usually how that works, unfortunately. But we're moving. We're moving past it. I feel much better this month. That's good. Hopefully That's good. cruising into the new year will find you in a much better headspace to, to, to get back to enjoying things for yourself again. Yeah. Chris, Christmas always makes me feel better. You look at that. Who, who would have thought Taylor being being the like the big Christmas nerd? Never would have imagined that, would you? The Christmas nah, I love Chris. I love Christmas. I don't care what anyone says. I'm trying to this year. I'm giving it a run. I had a crummy Thanksgiving. I was feeling pretty down in the dumps for a while, and someone was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do what we can to make Christmas cool, and we'll, we'll have a fucking good one. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's, let's go in with that mindset. Let's try and carry that forward. I'm not the biggest ho- holiday person, but damn it, I don't want to feel... I don't want to feel like I did that day uh, on uh, Thanksgiving, on Christmas yeah. as well. So, um, hell yeah. So, yeah, I want to go in. I'm, I'm trying to go into things, and, and I think things have been pretty positive so far. There's definitely been some moments this holiday season where I've been like, oh, hey, delightful little smile on my face. Okay, okay. Lots of cool things happening. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, PH? What about the year and how things have gone for you kind of just overall? I feel pretty similar to uh, what you were saying, Polly, about the year mm-hmm. uh, in that it wasn't, it didn't seem like a year that was, I don't know, last year seemed like every weekend there was a little something to check out. Mm-hmm. And um, this year, it seemed like it was very concentrated in places Yeah, uh, where you'd have, uh, I think I'm still digesting stuff from back in April when there was like 15 plus albums there. <laughs> that, that was were... a big chunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, April was big. September. Well, yeah. At the end of September, that there was, there was things there that I feel like I, I will probably snub. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I did a big bracket of all the albums that I liked <laughs> to revisit to get prepared, uh-huh. like a tournament, like a shonen tournament style bracket. <laughs> the tournament and arc. It was a tournament arc. It was bloody. It was thrilling. <laughs> it was surprising, and um, it turned out to be about over seventy albums on that thing, Woo! which is more albums than I kind of had jotted down for last year i don't know if some of that is influence of where i felt like i had to listen a little bit to more music and search more things just for kind of the podcast or Mm -hmm. what but i did have a lot more albums that i enjoyed this year compared to last year but i don't think like last year there was like some pretty heavy hitters in the sense like you know my top albums were they hit me in a very emotional and like there was a sadness to them, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. and I didn't really get that this year. Oh, um, nice. We're carrying a different you, tone going into yes, uh, the top yes, half of the list, especially. Yes. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. That might so, say a little um, more for our, our overall mind states, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's, 
it's been really fun just kind of revisiting uh the music of the year kind of being surprised when doing that and being like oh wait i really really enjoyed this um and just kind of seeing how it all plays out i'm really excited to hear y'all's pick um i've got kind of an idea in my head of how it's going to be i didn't have time to make a bingo card i wanted to make a bingo card i was going to take I was gonna guess your top ten, and then I was gonna make a bingo card out of it. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah, and then as I might still have time to do that, but um, and then as 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 we went on, I just go bingo if I if (laughs) If you nailed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have to we'll have to work on that maybe next year. uh, (laughs) Throw that together is like a thing we can try to do. But yeah, it was good year. Seemed like a really good year, particularly. I mean, all genres brought something, but it felt like a, a particularly good year for the more sort of yeah. hardcore punk. And I actually had a lot of um, metal uh, records that I enjoyed. So um, anyway, we will continue uh, when we get, you know. As, sure, as, sure. As There's we, As we pick up and go along here, we'll, um, you know, we'll talk more about that. Well, why waste... Any more time, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. We're going to start with our number 10s, Taylor. Oh. All right, my number 10 album of 2022. And this uh, will probably come as a shock to everybody, but no one more so than me, is uh, Jack White's Fear of the Dawn. Whoa! Whoa! A Jack White album on a Taylor list. What is this? (laughs) Guns blazing. I like it. Yeah. So as I mentioned when we did that particular episode of the podcast, while I dig the white stripes, I've always kind of felt that uh, Jack White's non-white stripes output is absolute dog shit. (laughs) Yeah, you ain't wrong. (laughs) And yeah, so when I saw that this album came up, I thought to myself, all right, we'll just do it. And then I listened to it and I thought, oh, hey, this is actually really damn cool. Nice. You know, there's some there's some pep in his step mm. and there's some clever songwriting and there's lots of really nice, crunchy guitar tones all over that. Oh, God, theme yeah. That will probably develop over the course of my list oh. is interesting oh. guitar stuff. That, I, I, I was kind of wondering because this there definitely were a lot of albums I listened to this year where I took a, a large note of, of guitar tone. And this is definitely one of those albums I listened to where it's just like, oh, there's a lot of really cool and fun stuff going on here, uh, guitar-wise. I mean, which you you of course expect from a guitarist like Jack White, of course. Um, yeah, but yeah, like just it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it's refreshing this year. Not that my list is devoid of what I'm about to complain about, but uh, one of the things that annoys me most about what metal has kind of become these days, other than time aligned drums, uh, mm. is that guitars sound fucking boring oh, now. They're, they're the same fucking tinny, then like some fake low end. Just, like, yeah, it's awful. I cannot stand it. I, th- I think when we talked about this, I even brought up how is it that guitars these days somehow have no low end to speak of and yet you still can't hear the bass guitar yeah it's honestly buck wild like what they're doing with guitar tone on albums so bad yeah it's like uh but jack white jack white remembers that guitars can be dirty and messy yes yes (laughs) they don't have to sound pristine and perfect yeah it's just this album's guitar tone is gritty and all over the place it's fantastic 
Yeah, some sometimes, you know, yes, like I like one of my favorite guitar albums of all time is Electric Wizard's Dope Throne. Right. right. Sometimes I don't care when the guitar completely consumes <laughs> the entire mix. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but Jack White doesn't go quite that to that extreme. The guitars are bombastic and very present and forward in the mix, obviously, because it's Jack White. Yeah. But it it all kind of melds together into something that's pretty nice and pleasant to listen to. Hmm. And my track pick. Well, uh, before I do that, I guess I'll ask if you guys have any thoughts on the Jack White album. I mean, it was one of my. It was one of my albums of the month. So yeah, that album was dope. Yeah. I echo just everything you said. It's a great mm-hmm. album. It was a relief to hear. Uh, I like the chances that Jack White takes on it. Uh, Heidi Ho. Oh, you God, know, yeah. <laughs> the, like, when I first heard that song, I was like, what is this fucking train wreck of a song? And then it kind of, it kind of became my favorite of the, one of my favorites of the year. I mean, come on, the lyric, have, lyric of the year is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> hands down hands down when i saw him do that live it was like i elevated um i literally literally was just levitating um when he did that i was so happy um so yeah uh uh great album you transcended so i'm gonna go with i'm not gonna go with heidi ho although that is a great song i'm gonna go with the white raven Oh! 
that we've gone, a psychic heist. Hey. What's your number 10? All right, my number 10. So this year I started therapy. Oh. Mm -hmm. And um, at the end of my first session with my therapist, he asked me if, um, well, he said that, you know, I see that on your intake form, you're really into music. What are some of your favorite genres? In which I responded, uh, because I like so many different genres of music, uh-huh. let's, t- let's twist this around and talk about genres of music I have not cared for in the past, <laughs> but then like through a particular album or song was proven wrong. Like Ska. Oh. And, and from there I went on to talk about what is my number 10 of the year, and that is the album Bothered. Unbothered by <clears throat> Jer. Yes! Ooh. So this album has the biggest heart. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's upfront, like, lyrical commentary on current and social and political issues, as well as its activism is just very refreshing to hear. Um, it's communicated all very well under this umbrella of ska music. And, and you know, that's a genre that has always been very hard for me to swallow but i think it proves that if you're really like passionate about something and you're communicating that passion through whatever it is uh then that the excitement around that thing is just in innately it's it's infectious and endearing and that's exactly what i feel like jer does uh on this album mm. th- through their love of like ska music it's very positive. It's very life affirming. It's high energy positivity in the way that, like, it's just wisely handled and knows to just embrace, like, some inherent sort of cheesiness that that can sometimes bring when you kind of have that sort of high positivity. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think it's just, I don't know, just really wise about it. And, like, for instance, there's this spot on one of the songs. The song is called Nobody Can Dull My Sparkle that samples a line from a children's cartoon, Craig of the Creek. And I will say this now, of the rest of the albums on my top 10 and of the 70 albums that I listened to to prepare (laughs) for this podcast, no other moment on our record this year has always consistently and always moved me to tears when I hear Sparkle Cadet from Craig of the Creek start talking in that song, it just always gets me. So musically and production-wise, we've got just a great rhythm section. The horns sound great. The guitars really, really sound like they just, they rock. They sound so good. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a ska record at its core, it's, but it's not afraid to sort of mix in different styles of like power pop and alternative reggae. There's even a dose of hip hop in there. Mm-hmm. And I think if there is a theme with my albums this year, it's genre blending. I think mm, that all good. of them got a little bit of genre blending going on. And I think this is a, a good record that knows how to kind of blend in with its core genre. And uh, the other nice thing about this album, it's 34 minutes, but it is like an incredibly well-rounded like album from start to finish. I it's mean, when you get very dense and, 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 and very well constructed as an album, just really yes. plays front to back really well. 
Yeah. Um, I say it like it swings for the fences and it succeeds and you really get that in its finale. So um, every time I listen to this album, never fails to bring a big old smile to my face and warm my heart. So um, like I said, when I talked about it, when it was, you know, my, my pick of the month, I think back in May, mm-hmm. um, I feel like we need more albums like this, more artists like Jer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, the track I would like to choose from it is the, the first one, Bobby. <laughs> All right, we've shown our tens, mm-hmm. but what is your ten? Well, all is- right, I've got a ten for you, and it's 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 great that you 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 talked about uh, genre blending because that, that that's really where my list begins as well. Uh, my number ten is the self-titled record from Zeal and Ardor. Ah. Yep. This one was a pretty easy standout early in the year for me. It's just a brilliant combination of styles. Like I said, uh, it includes like blues and hymnals and, and black metal, uh, which is just such a, a fantastic and, and, and wonderfully uh, just, just obvious combination of, of influences, really. I mean, they're just all, <laughs> you know, those sorts of bands are just all over the place, really. Um, 
uh, it, th this album just is as soulful as it is biting, and it's it's just really like honed to the bare essentials. Um, I will agree, and, and this did come up when we talked about it earlier in the year that it's maybe not as strong as Stranger Fruit and Devil is Fine. Um, and, and this one I feel is aiming for a lot more accessibility, though. Um, yeah, which I which is is why it's a bit calmer, why it's a lot more soulful and melodic. Um, but, but, but I think a good indicator of good music for me is stuff that'll just get stuck in my head. Um, and, and this is an album where so many songs on it just kind of tick that box. I'm just like, oh, I've probably had that song stuck in my head at some point. Oh, that one too. And oh, yep. Church burns. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, just, just fun, uh, lyrical imagery, uh, just really dark and, and, and. Uh, uh, dark and poignant, and like, 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 obviously, it like since it's using hymnal uh, song structures and stuff, it's pulling from that kind of material as well. It's got a religious bent to it. Um, but it's 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 just an absolutely fantastic record. I just, I just loved what they were able to pull off with this one, uh, despite the fact that it's more accessible and it's 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 a little more melodic and less aggressive um, as the previous two. Uh, this definitely just like. Pushed all the right buttons for me. Uh, Y'all got any thoughts? Yeah, I will say that I haven't listened to this record since we did it for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I can still recall it pretty well. Cool. So that that's a, a to me a good strong indicator that it, it does have very well written like hooks and melodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's pretty pretty strong. I might have more to say later. Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the song that I am going to pick uh, from Zeeland Arder's self-titled record is a song that combines all of those things. It's got a bluesy feel, a little hemmy, uh, and it's got that black metal edge to it. I'm choosing Hold Your Head Low. Mm. Get nice and soulful now, why don't we? Once more 
right that was just relatively painless we got through that all right i think we did a pretty good job taylor why don't you hit us hello with a number nine all right uh my number nine is immutable by mashuga talk about chunky guitars ah yes so i know i all those complaints i made about how modern metal uh sounds to a large extent, I think it's Meshuggah's fault. Oh, it is! It is! <laughs> go listen to Obzin, and then go listen to every fucking metal album released afterward. Yeah, because Meshuggah sort of wrote the blueprint for this kind of music, and they wrote the blueprint for it way the fuck back in 1995, <laughs> and everyone's still trying to catch up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for Meshuggah, I don't mind, because... It's their shit, and they do it better. Yeah, like, they, like, it's sure, like, there may be a hundred different types of Coke, but if I go drink a normal Coke, that's still gonna probably be a lot better than the 1500 store brands, right? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. And Immutable, Immutable is just, it's more Meshuggah, so if you're already in to the massive chunky guitar tones and the mind-bending time signature changes oh my god yeah <laughs> i do not know how they keep it straight i like as a drummer as, as a drummer who is seasoned i would say like i listen to their music and i'm still just like yeah okay i could maybe pull that off <laughs> i i just love i yeah you, it's great watching drum cams of thomas hay yes like 
especially bleed where mm. I'm like, I don't know how this man has ankles anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That kick, that kick part does not stop. That's, no, it does. It's like, fuck it. It's impressive. That's a hell. kick part written by a guitarist for you. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that actually makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's Meshuggah, you yeah. know? You, you, you either dig it or you don't. It's comfort and I food to dig at it. this point. Meshuggah is comfort food for me at this point. I, now, um, I will, I will oh, say my big complaint, of course, is that there's a nine-minute gent instrumental oy, that doesn't need to be yeah. here. And that's the one thing that really kind of like, like it makes the album a hard listen for me, so I just always kind of take that track off, honestly. Uh, I have one of the tracks. I made a like a workout playlist this year that I was very proud of. Oh, nice. One of the tracks was from this album, uh, Ligature Marks, <laughs> and and I decided <laughs> I'm going to share this playlist with my mom, uh, and my mom is like a fitness instructor, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and so she uh, she listened to it, and she's like, oh my god, I have such an angry son, yeah! uh, and, then she, <laughs> and then she's like, Ligature Marks, just the title is so LOL, so. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Well. I think it kind of blew her mind. Oh, but sugar, I used to back when I was going to the gym, their live album, the Ophidian track was my gym music. Mm, good, nice. good, good. Yeah, totally. Though it's funny you bring up ligature marks because mm. that's actually the track I'm going with. Hell fucking yeah.
we've gotten our gent on, so psychic heist. Will our gent continue, or will we take a left turn somewhere else? It's going to be a little bit of a left turn. <laughs> um, think of it if we just had our you know good head-banging session, and now it's time to sort of cool down a second. Mm-hmm. Let's put on our thinking caps, uh, because uh, this album is uh, one of the most intriguing. It's very intelligent, very esoteric. Uh, and that album goes to Ethiopes by Ooh, Billy Woods. Yeah, Billy Woods. So underground rapper Billy Woods has been giving us so much food for thought. He has an impressive run of alternative hip-hop albums that's been going on for years. But damn, I think Ethiopes is his best. When uh, when I was revisiting it for the preparation of my list, it was one of the few that I was like, ain't no denying. Yeah. This is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, Woods is one of the great poets that we have now. Uh, he, he's kind of like this. He, he's, his lyrics are like English professor level of <laughs> dense, I guess. Like, yeah. um one of the album's big themes is how it covers the generational abuse and trauma of African-Americans that spans from its roots in Africa Mm -hmm. uh, till now. And uh, Billy Woods has such a way with words that can paint a story that will like put you in that moment of history and then relate it to the politics of how it formed in society today. Mm -hmm. And then he can just, twist it to where it's just very striking and personal um it's a it's a it's a very ambitious and it's a very heavy and heady project uh but because billy woods at this point like in his career he he's like this master craftsman so it really just succeeds at all of its aspirations um uh, another thing i love about this album is that i find it to be an audio delight Mm, yeah yeah production and and mastering are super solid on this album yeah it's produced by uh preservation Mm. um and yeah the beats on this thing are just unlike anything i've really ever heard they're very otherworldly oh yeah eerie and smoky and ominous if you're familiar with billy woods you probably you know the vibe a little bit but here it's it's just even more so eclectic and sort of again esoteric is the word here mm-hmm. it's like it's just very specific this is um this is one of those albums that you listen to it the first time and you go okay i'm real dumb and i probably didn't get most of that and then you sit down with the right. lyric sheet the next time and you kind of just mm-hmm. you digest it in hall and it's just like oh my god this is just operating on a level that is beyond incredible yeah yeah um it's it's pretty stunning. It's mm. it's it's really really well done. Um, so on that note, um, the the song I'd like to pick for y'all, unless there was anything else you'd like to say, Polly Taylor. I don't know if you caught this one or not. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, never heard of it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go seek it out. You you were into um, Elucid a little bit. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. This year. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I, I actually bought that album on vinyl. Awesome. Billy Woods in, is on that album. Yep. Him and Elucid, they work together. Um, is it Arm & Hammer? Yep, Arm & Hammer. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's them. So you know Billy Woods a little bit. 
Um, anyway, yeah, to kind of introduce you all to the strange beauty that this album is, um, the song I'd like to go with is Remorseless. Shining city up on a hill, I burned it like Nebuchadnezzar. This world hard to even take its measure. Three rooms filled with ink and treasure, still strangling the king, cause it's now or never. It's a freedom in admitting it's not gonna get better. Washing your hands of people you know forever. I'd be a liar if I feed surprise a goat eats where it's tethered. Treat African proverbs like Vegas flyers. I float above the peasants. Too clever by half. Half time down 20. I'm not that good at math, but common sense, I got plenty. It's fucking over. In person, these rappers' watches look tempting. The chain say envy, but PTSD keep me counting, never spending. My accountant is a head full of bad memories and sad endings. It's all payment pending. I'm not concerned with generational wealth, that's its own curse. Anything you want on this cursed earth, probably better off getting it yourself. See what's worth. The photograph of young Tutankhamen. common. Spaghetti links tangled like ramen, everything behind the mask rotten. I tell people I keep it so you're not forgotten, but that's cap. I thought pillars are soft, but she's too smart for looking back. Mid-80s in the rear view of a gold Mercedes. Midday sun make the crocodiles lazy. Money phone pocket dial, wrong come save me. Sweet old ladies poisoning pigeons in the park. For a lark, make my strict nine life is a zip line in the dark. Spare me the hallmark call marks. I was in the Dollar Tree break room playing cards for quarters. Stop lost posters on the walls, brick and mortar. I watched the planet from orbit, remorseless. All right, we've had our moment to sort of chill out for a second, kind of contemplate things. Where do we go from here? The words are coming out all weird, Polly. The words... <laughs> Where are you now? Um, well, we're we're gonna arrive at my number nine, and my number nine ended up being like the first surprise of the year for me. A delightful surprise, if you will. Um, this comes from a band that many might be familiar with. Big a bit of a comeback album for failure with wild type oh, droid. Yes. This is an album I couldn't have been more yes. happy to be surprised by. Um, but like, like since they've gotten back together, failure have seemingly like only been trying to capture like that magic that that fantastic planet was right with with 
albums yeah. of a lot of mediocre material with interspersed <laughs> boring interludes and wild type droid throws all that out the window it just says fuck it uh you kind of just feel the power of the performances and the writing with this this album it feels renewed mm. and rejuvenated this is a band that sounds hungry to impress again um it, it just it, it it captures like i feel like this album sounds and captures the same kind of spirit and hunger that a good debut album has and we're talking mm. about a band that's like 30 plus years into their career at this point um and mm. i think that they Jeez. managed to refresh themselves and like the, the, i think that like the material on this album just feels like vital and urgent and 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 unencumbered in a way that they've just not been for so long and it just was so nice for this to be the first thing that i throw on you know of 2022 and it'd be oh wow it's actually do be good though <laughs> any 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 thoughts on wild type droid yeah uh likewise this was a this was a surprise for me because you know failure were one of those bands where when i heard they were coming back i'm like oh i wonder if they're still that good not really nah, but yeah. then they were again yeah then this album is just like oh where did that come from this album was my introduction to failure mm. and um i definitely def yeah definitely love this one um I I feel a little sort of shy because I want to get more into their discography. And I just I just haven't. It's kind of on my backlog. Ah, I know like, it's I'm nice. In, to... I know I'm in a treat. Uh, didn't uh, I think uh, Choi Van Leeuwen, the guitarist? I think he was on their first couple of records. Am I, I wrong in that? So yeah. Yeah, and I I, I like his work mm. a lot. Mm. Um, so um, I'm I'm interested from that angle as well to kind of see where where he was at, you know, in mm -hmm. the '90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff to find there, definitely. Like, and, and again, Fantastic Planet. Like, I I get wanting to recapture that album. Like when you come back, <laughs> yeah. like it, it's it's that album is just so fucking good. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. Just just happy that they've done something cool and new and creative again. Uh, any final thoughts? Yeah. Right. I think we covered it. All right, then. Uh, the track that I'm going with is Long Division, just because I think it's... Yes. I, I feel that this song is just super emotional. It's heavy. You feel, like, again, and, and an album where Beautiful. you just feel every performance. This is one This is one of, if not the most powerful song on the record, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just, yeah. Just, just listen and enjoy Long Division from Wild Type Droid by Jerry.
I said, we 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 got we got a lot of guest lists this year. And uh PH, I do believe you got your first guest list up. Could you give us a give us give it to us? What do we got? Who's who's, All right, who's this, here? This one comes from my friend. Oh uh, Duck eleven eighty eight. So Hey, Duck, if you're listening, um, I got your top three. We're going to start with number three, Alpha Zulu by Phoenix. Uh, he says the standout track is identical. His number two is Spirituals by Santa Gold. The standout track is Fall First. And his number one album of the year goes to Techno by Electric Cowboy. A standout track is We Got the Moves. He says, if designed as a meal... Santa Gold Spirituals is a beautiful red blend with sweet notes and a bold sound. Mm. Electric Cowboys Techno is the meat of the meal. Every bite is delicious. Mm. Then I would finish the meal with the light and inoffensive sounds of Phoenix's Alpha Zulu. It's a closer song that lasts with you on your car ride home. Did y'all ever happened to check out that techno album by electric cowboy no by any chance? i did not get the I chance. heard of any of those albums <laughs> okay <laughs> um so i'm just i he i remember at the time this was this was around september and i remember duck was kind of like hey please talk about this album so uh <laughs> it's a it's a pretty fun album i would describe it as like uh, Rammstein and maybe a little Slipknot, but oh, okay. Dance Dance Revolution. Okay, uh, now I'm gonna have to. Now I've got to because that's just what the hell very, did I just hear? Yeah, yeah, it's very, very bouncy, aggressive European dance, but with like kind of that industrial metal mm-hmm. edge to it. Um, and uh yeah there's there's definitely a couple of tracks on that thing that are that are really really fun so yeah that's cool that's cool that's that's his number one i could definitely that tracks for him Mm -hmm. so cool cool uh are we gonna do another one no we are gonna go ahead and we are gonna throw right on back to taylor cruising on the number eight number eight stanley all right so uh (laughs) Mr. Bond, I expect you to dance. Oh. Because my, my number eight is Leather Terror by Carpenter Brute. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yes. It's, if you like groovy industrial inflections and dance music in, kind of in general, you'll probably dig Carpenter Brute. <laughs> uh, Carpenter Brute as a French band, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. French project. I think it's just one person. Yeah, I think it's just odd dude. That's been around forever. Uh under various names even, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh and yeah, I just really dig this kind of stuff. There there was a period in in high school where I got way into stuff like Frontline Assembly oh, and yeah. Knights or Ab and mm-hmm. that we kind of, all, and Front 242. We all <laughs> had that phase. <laughs> we all had that phase where we got into Nine Inch Nails and went, oh, I wonder what other industrial sounds yeah. like. Yep. <laughs> and this is a good version of all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hey, even Tobias Forge uh, let the cat out of the bag that Carpenter Brood is involved in uh, anonymous French metal band Death Spell Omega, yeah, who I also really yeah. dig. Thanks for, that. <laughs> Thanks for that, Mr. Forge. 
I'll bet you the I'll bet you the mysterious ghouls behind Deathspell Omega sent him a very nasty letter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I this was I I had always heard of this band, but until uh, Psychic Heist had us listen to it for the podcast, I had never actually gotten around to actually listening to it. I'm like, oh hey, this is actually totally my shit. Yeah, and apparently it's... he made music in Hotline Miami too. Yeah, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page mm-hmm. now. That's mm-hmm. where I discovered Carpenter Brute, and and also one of his games was or one of his. Uh tunes was used uh, at the end of a hacking game i i played a couple years ago which is wild because it's just a, a console it's just a hacking console where you're typing in commands but one of his songs <laughs> plays over it while the screen's slowly being enveloped in red as sort of like the time running out <laughs> and it is one of the most intense things i've ever done in a video game oh well that's good so yeah just real just really kind of pleasant and lots of variation within it as well. It's not all mm-hmm. kind of just one mood. Uh, that's where the features kind of really yeah. uh, make this album a lot more varied than just this your typical kind of thing. Uh, before I drop my track, any thoughts? This album it is near and dear to my heart. Like I, uh, when my my friend uh, Evan. He, he he sent it to me. He's like, I think this is something y'all might like. <laughs> and so, and so I, I listened to it. And at the time it was kind of an, like, um, I didn't know if I was going to go with it. And then I was like, wait, y'all might like, I really like this. I, this is my shit. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah. that, this, is, this is amazing. Um, so became a huge fan, uh, paid like the extra money for the vinyl because mm-hmm. it was totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of it's even though it's uh, it's a horror themed album, it's more uh, it's very fun. So it's kind of a pick me up. Always like if I'm feeling sort of down, I like to I put this album on. Just it, it always kind of picks me up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This this I kept coming the back movie, to this one myself. So yeah, the movie that it creates in my head is mm-hmm. great. I can't I can't wait for part three whenever we're gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll be there day one. Mm-hmm. If there's a <laughs> if there's a midnight release, I'm gonna be there. Um, yeah, uh, I love this one. I'm and um, I'm glad it's here. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So the track I went with is Night Prowler. Mm. Yes. Yes. It's just got as this this track just has like an atmosphere to it oh, that I God. really dig. Yeah. It it remind it reminds me of being in a gothic nightclub in Denver. <laughs> <laughs>
Psychic Eyes. Give us yes. a number eight. 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 I think we okay. do it every year. And we have literally done it every year. Every episode. And we will continue to do it every year. I need to play it's that re-release. Spot. I need to play the re-release of, the, of, of, of that game. I need to play that game. Oh, shit. Oh. You've not played Stanley? I know, I shouldn't even make the joke. Get out of you know. here. Get out of here, you fucking poser. What are you doing on my we, podcast? We should make him play it on live Just stream. Posing. Yeah, you gotta stream it now. Alright, let's see if there's a way I can figure out how to do that. I can help um, you out, don't worry. Yeah, that'll be fun. Alright, uh, it's a special spot, oh. number eight. Mm-hmm. Because of the... Because of... Because of the eight. Eight. <laughs> um, so... This album right here. This album. <clears throat> this fucking album right here. All right, look. Um, <laughs> for all you listeners out there, all right, if it, to be considered like an album to be considered my top 10 uh, of the current year, uh, my window is any album that was released in December of the previous year all the way to November of the current year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by the time we get to November, I usually anticipate an album or two. Yeah. It's really going to, it's going to kind of like upset my, like the sort of pre thoughts of like, mm, I think I have an idea for <laughs> top 10. I think I'm, I'm feel good about that. And then like, you know, two, two or one album will come out and it's just sort of like, you know, just really just screw everything up. Mm. Um, that didn't look like it was going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. But then once you know, on November 25th, <laughs> the last New Music Friday of yeah. 2022. Yeah, I know what this, this is. This album drops. <laughs> it was like I was closing up shop. I was turning out the lights in the building. I was just about to lock the door behind me when this album comes rushing up mm-hmm. uh and the effect it had on my top 10 list is if you could imagine like a still swimming pool this <laughs> album was like the big fucking cannonball <laughs> and that cannonball is innate passage yep. by elder yep. yeah yeah oh this is a good album yeah, it's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good. Th- this is one of those ones that kind of just missed it because I haven't listened to yeah, it enough. I, I want it mm. like for me to have brought this onto my list. Like it is a, definitely an honorable mention, but for me to have had this on my list, I needed more time with it. I think when I considered what the rest of my list looks like, this was all up and down my list. That's like, crazy. Like when I listened to it. To it, I was like, "Oh, this is an instant top 10. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is gonna snub some stuff. Um, I'm gonna have to make some albums cry, mm-hmm. but like this, this to me is this this makes it. It's just like where, where's the where's the appropriate spot? Yeah, uh, I, I think this is it. I think eight is is it. Is That's that. a good spot um, to land. Mm-hmm. Which is cool about this is that uh, all right, back in 2015, this band Elder." Also made Taylor's yep. uh, album of the year, uh, yep. which was uh, that was a number seven at the time. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to get some history of the the podcast, there you go. <laughs> um, that album was called Lore, mm-hmm. and I would say that is a highlight of this band's oh, discography. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was when I was first turned on to them. Um, yeah. 
And I would say at that time, Elder was kind of hanging out a bit more in the heavier doom and stone metal metal kind of circles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And while there was certainly crossover of prog rock here and there, I'd say that since lore, the presence of prog rock has only grown stronger and stronger to the point where I say the band has pretty much gone all in yeah. for progressive rock yeah. on oh, yeah. Nate Passage. Yeah. So like, so I'm very upfront here. I am not your progressive rock guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that doesn't mean I don't like the genre. And I certainly listen to bands that are prog rock mm-hmm. or at least kissing cousins with prog rock. <laughs> but yeah, overall, my knowledge is pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. So, f- you know, for all I know, Rhett could message me to let me know this album is actually pretty mid. For no, I, I, I don't know if he's listened to it yet. I said it to him. I was like, hey, like, get this on your radar. I know this is your jam. Cool. So I don't know if he's okay. listened to it or not. I just know that I said, I was like, hey, check it. Well, Rhett, if you're listening, hit me up after you've digested and yeah. tell me your thoughts. I'd be interested. Um, but I will say it's like prog rock can be very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as someone who's always felt intimidated by like doing like a deep dive into the genre, I think that this record is probably one of the most warm and welcoming you could ever have Absolutely. for a prog rock experience. Yeah, this is yeah. such like, a, it's an easy fit. Yeah, it's it's just so inviting. Yeah. It's so pleasing and gratifying to the ears uh, for songs that are structurally pretty complex and long. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think the average track length is going to be around five to six minutes yeah yeah just a bit (laughs) yeah um i think this record is just so vast and it's so open and i feel like i am taking off like into the sky and traveling into space and i'm looking into like different worlds and i'm just embarking on one of the greatest adventures of my life like it just does wonders uh for the imagination and like, I don't want to take away from the absolutely uh, top-tier drumming. Um, mm. I think that's an essential part, of course, for complex songs as, such as these. It really does provide the backbone there. But, wow. Yeah. What a, what a guitar record. Ooh, like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's goopy, baby. Them guitars yeah. just dripping all over. Oh, it is just It is just beautiful and colorful and dreamy like the guitar tones just they know when to like and the guitar playing they just know when to like riff and groove and shimmer and sparkle they know when to hold back they know when to go all in i mean this record has probably the right mix of foreplay to fucking ratio of any record this year it is a very smart prog record that isn't like making concessions of like oh it's good prog record because it's 40 minutes or something like a lot of haken uh (laughs) when i recommend haken to people it's because they typically put out shorter albums but they you know they pack a lot in there whereas this is as expansive as um good prog music tends to be and it never feels like it's just sitting there wanking no it's it's making love to your ears very slowly and sensually oh yeah yeah yeah. also um and i don't say this lightly like i i actually find the record experience 
from front to back to be pretty damn perfect. Oh yeah, uh, it's just rock solid. I mean, there's there's like a couple fade outs, so grumble, grumble, grumble. But... Grumble, I look, I grumble, <laughs> I grumble, but like I I I came to tolerate fade outs a few times this year, so I can't. Yes. Really... Yeah, yeah. They've been they've been fade outs this year that have been used tastefully. Yeah. And, and correctly, shall we mm-hmm. say? Um, yeah. If I had made this record, um, I would just be so damn proud of like yeah. the peak that I ascended to. Like I'm just really impressed with it. So, do y'all have any more thoughts? I mean, I yeah, just, I, just, I just think it's fucking solid. Like I don't know how you make. A, a more perfectly put together prog record. Honestly, it's so fucking good. And I'm somebody who's kind of been on the outs with the genre for a while. So going into it, I was a little, I don't know. I'm just kind of bored. Oh, wait a minute. No, this fucking kicks ass. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Elder. I, I, I like elder quite a bit uh, ever since I, cause lore was the first time I had, I had ever heard of them. Uh, and everyone was talking about that album way back seven years ago. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, moving swiftly on from that sentiment, Elder's pretty damn cool. I like how, you know, it's it's progressive rock, but it kind of I'm going to be like a music nerd and say it kind of harkens back to that sort of close to the edge era of prog rock where. Mm. You know, you still had to write a good song. Yep. Mm, you can't yep. just wank the guitar for 15 minutes, John Petrucci. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> now, hey, I, I liked the le- hey, I liked the most recent Liquid Tension experiment, if oh. only because they finally loosed the pretense and just made wank music. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think that was last year, and I never talked about it. But mm. I actually did dig LTE three. Cool. Except the second disc, that was not that was needless. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's all good, warm, gooey, proggy stuff. Awesome track. Well, with with that, we're gonna go with uh, the first track. Yeah, catastasis.
Raleigh. We've been shot out into space. I think I can. I think that 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 my pick for number eight, 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 eight. Uh, it's perfectly fitting for space. I think that this is an act that would be probably right at home in space, and is almost a direct counter, <laughs> an opposite <laughs> of our last of our last entry that we just uh, heard. Um, I like albums that just make me fucking smile. Mm, Put yeah. a big smile on my face, and that's gonna get you real far with me for a long while. But number eight. Is Super Champon from Otaboke yes. Beaver. God. <laughs> oh, beautiful. This is an album like I would throw on after a rough day or like while I was in the midst of a bad mood, and it would at least improve things a bit. Um, it's just this like 21 minute burst of reckless energy and attitude. I I don't know that there are many artists out there that just have as that are having as much fun uh, as Otabo K Beaver is. <laughs> um, I also like that. I feel that like the the, the second song uh, Yakitori has uh, uh, their chorus where they're just yelling "Destroy," and I feel that that is <laughs> a direct reference to another ba- uh, Japanese band um, uh, that I really like from a while back named Midori. Uh, and they had a song called uh, Yukiko-san, which you should look up sometime because it's one of the most buckwild fucking songs I've ever heard. And the, the chorus of that <laughs> is, again, just screaming, that's that And it just like, and then it just goes fucking banana. That whole record. Yeah, go listen to that whole Midori record, actually. It's just like, uh, come, out, out. come out the other side just being, what just happened? Um, but, but this Otoboke Beaver album was just like everything I needed for so many points of the, uh, in the year. Just be like, oh, or you just be sitting around and like a, one of the songs would just pop in your head because they're so fucking infinitely catchy. Like they're just, they, they, they're just, God, it's again, I'm just sitting here smiling ear to ear now because it's just like, this is a record that just made me fucking happy. It just... Did press all the right buttons. It's got the right, that right amount of just like, you know, these these, these great. Uh, I don't want to call them characters, but they feel like characters in a way. With just how over the top and 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 kind of silly this album is, and and, and its messaging and its lyrics are. It's it's just really really great. Thoughts on Super Champagne. <sighs> Polly, you said it beautifully. There's nothing I can add. It's a smile on your face every yeah. time you listen to this album. I watched, uh, they, they had a live performance at uh, KPEX Studios uh, that was released a, a couple weeks ago. And it, oh, nice. It, like, it was just, it's just, it's adorable and fun. They're High just, energy. they're so compelling live, too. Yeah, when you see, yeah, like, I want to see great. them live. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I do, too. I, that would be amazing. So, yeah. Um, just echo everything you say. It's 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 really is a, f- a fun record. Yeah, this this one's really good. I I like the, I just like the energy they have. Mm-hmm. Just, just just and plus, I mean, <laughs> dirty old fart is waiting for my reaction. <laughs> it's great fucking song. Some of the best song titles of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how could you not like it? Yeah, like this is just like absolutely undeniable. Like I, 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 this is an album where I would throw this in front of anybody and say, if you're not having a good time, like what is wrong with you? 
like where is your soul where is your ability to just let go and have fun enjoy it the track i'm going with is the opener i am not maternal because that opening bass line (laughs) it just gets stuck in my head uh, every time not that there is a song on this thing that doesn't get stuck in my head but that just and then just kicking right into to kick the album off is fantastic go check out odebokeh beaver's other shit too they still they got other records out that are really really good it's all good it's all good it's all that same energy um, I, now I know why Dave Grohl was like talking about them for the last couple of years. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I get it. He's like, they're like, that makes sense. Yeah, I he's can literally, see that. he was yeah. literally like, they're the best thing in music right now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can uh, see uh, that. I can see that. Here is, uh, I am, up, Dave. <laughs> here is, I am not maternal. <laughs> another listener list and this one's a pretty simple one imagine now i'm glad somebody gave me all the easy ones to read um <laughs> good i got they this. were nice yeah whoever was in charge of putting this show together uh could not thank you enough kind person job well done uh this was, comes from our good pal poncho smith this was delivered to me on twitter in fact um and he just lists a few albums and those albums are ghosts in para Tears for Fears is the tipping points, and the Black Keys drop out boogie, and he states, again, I only listen to old people's shit because I don't TikTok. <laughs> Which, hey, <laughs> relatable. I don't TikTok either. Yeah, I don't get it. I feel like I feel like TikTok is the point where I like I finally hit that point of like, 
am I just too fucking old? Is that what's happened here? Like, am I that old person now that doesn't fucking get it? Uh, if I ever decide I want to take music seriously, apparently I need to release music on TikTok instead of SoundCloud. Yeah, I keep hearing that. And hey, it worked wow. for Ghost because they literally have had Mariana Cross on on TikTok all year somehow. So that's weird. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I don't fucking get it. I don't fucking get it. So what I do get, though, is moving on and getting these goddamn lists done, which means we got to move on. To number seven, which means Taylor. Yes. Number seven. All right. My number seven is Melt My Eyes by Denzel Curry. Mm. That's a good one. All right. Denzel Curry is a Florida rapper Mm. who we've spoken about a couple of times. He may have made an appearance or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, he may have been Bali's number one of 2018. <laughs> I said a lot. Uh, I said back then this guy's gonna blow up. <laughs> yeah, and it almost to me, I think he's still kind of in a lot of ways. He's still kind of in his rising action. Yeah, I still feel he's kind of still coming into his own. <laughs> yeah, but sort of each album, each album since Taboo Tattoo has kind of bumped up a little higher and a little higher and a little higher mm-hmm. on that uh, ye old Billboard 200. Yeah. And it's, it's warms my heart to see because uh, this motherfucker has talent. Yeah, talent for days. This guy, this guy has talent coming out of his ears. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah... Zoo, I think, ended up as an honorable mention in 2019, but this one, we're back to that, uh, we're back to that nice, interesting, varied, lyrically dense kind of stuff, and I know, uh, I know Psychic Kais wants me to make sure I mention that JPEG Mafia has a, has a, has a featured producer spot here. Yeah, he does. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Peggy's gotta get his props. We gotta give Peggy his props. I, I I do I do enjoy I do enjoy me some Peggy as well, mm-hmm. and I I am infamously I am infamously the person who respects hip hop but doesn't listen to all that much of it. So when it pops up on my list, I think you should all take yeah. that as a as an indication that this is a straight up banger. Yeah, yeah. Anytime a hip hop <laughs> album appears on Taylor's list, I know that this is literally like catching Santa Claus in the act, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Santa Claus is eating the cookies and he was digging around for the lunch meat. Yeah, like this is literally <laughs> like the scenario we're experiencing right now. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm hungry. I'm gonna make a sandwich. I'm gonna make a sandwich with Denzel Curry. That's a yeah. that's a that's a weird way of putting that, but we'll let that go. Sure. <laughs> nah, I, I he don't know, is man. attractive, I say... so I mean, why not? <laughs> I just say shit. I don't always think about it. Sometimes the words just fall out, and they're kind of funny. <laughs> that's all you gotta worry yeah. about. That's how I approach life. I just hope the right yeah. words fall out, and they're funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, knew the are... I knew the vibe you were going for. It, yeah. yeah. It... But there's a lot of there's a lot of fun there's a lot of fun uh, features on this one besides JPEG Mafia. I mean, you got Saul Williams oh, and yeah. T Pain. T Pain, the T Pain, and that fucking posse T- cut. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh yeah. Ugh. 
It's it's totally it's good shit, y'all. Mm-hmm. What do we think about Denzel Curry? I think we all love Denzel Curry. I love Denzel yeah. Curry. <laughs> I love him. Uh, this record is actually was an influence for me to kind of start looking into therapy for myself because oh, uh, wow. the positive effects the positive effects that therapy has had on Denzel. And he, um, this is a very kind of introspective record looking at the mistakes he's made and growing from them and had a big effect on me to like, maybe I should do a similar thing. So, um, I even brought that up when I, uh, with, you know, my first little, first little session, Mm -hmm. you know, your first melt session. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As my eyes were melting. Um, (laughs) but yeah, uh, I just, I I pointed that out. I was like, uh, Denzel, Curry's an influence on me, you know, a good positive influence. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely this record uh is is very good, has all the goods, and um I don't know, just another one of those. I'm glad like kind of putting a really good positive energy out there uh for for people. So mm-hmm. that always gets mad love from me. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just great record, fantastic, T- top to bottom. So the song I'm going to go with as much as I and I forget sometimes I forget because he's got so many great little like one liners. So (laughs) I forget which one I forget which song run the jewels because I kill a mic on every LP is on. Yeah, I think that's ain't no way. Ain't no way. Yep. Instead, I'm going to go with excruciating pain like Bane breaking Bruce Wayne's spine because my song is Zatoichi. Mm, Yes. Yes. All right, we're all blind swordsmen today, folks. Let's listen to Denzel Curry. Crime and let them know that we can recline. They plan our decline before you. 
Psychic Ice. Well, I'm, I'm glad you talked about Denzel Curry because this this artist I'm about to talk about is maybe genre-wise isn't quite as, shall we say, altogether hip-hop, but mm -hmm. there's hip-hop influence. Um, and I also want to say, like, we're about to get Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin up in here. Oh. Because um, we're about to talk about Chaos. Oh my god. <laughs> Chaos now that is. Wow, by... this made a climb in, in such a short mm -hmm. amount of time. It did. Chaos now by Gene Dawson. Mm, this one's my good. Spot. Yeah. Um first time I heard from Gene was the song Ghost, which was the single that was made from an Apple Music curated Juneteenth playlist mm -hmm. uh mm. first time i heard that song i was like well that was the best two minutes and 21 seconds of my life um i became a huge fan like just from one song from from gene and uh went went diving into the discography um so gene is uh i guess resides in inglewood california uh, was raised in Tijuana, Mexico, which I thought was interesting. Um, he grew up in a family that loved music, but it looks like they didn't have much money. So when Dawson wanted to create and learn music, he would play keyboards set up at his dearest guitar center. Like the school bus would drop him there. Oh, school. that's rad. Yeah, so that that was that was kind of how he started developing. Um, so on his previous album, Pixel Bath, um, that's an album that I like, and I think it's a solid offering of like rock and indie synth pop and hip hop. But I feel like its potential wasn't fully realized. Um, but on this new album, Chaos Now. Like it is exactly the step forward and level up that I'd want Dawson to grow into. Like you still have a lot of those building blocks of Pixel Bath that's mm -hmm. carried over into this new album, but now everything is just bolstered with a much fuller and grander and a, a anthemic um, alt rock uh, template. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna pick up influences like. 
the Pixies oh, and yeah. Nirvana and like early era Modest Mouse, uh, uh, even Blue Album Pinkerton era Weezer. Yeah, it's uh, um, so I it, can it, pick up on the number of influences completely caught me off guard. Yeah, yeah, and um, but I'll say like Dawson's talent isn't just how he echoes those influences and kind of spits them back out to us. I think it's actually how he blends the different genres in ways that you wouldn't think should work. So I talked about genre blending, and this is definitely a strong album that is like that. Oh, God, Um, yeah. um, But it's just interesting in the way he does it. Like, on paper, if I were to describe the song Bad Fruit... I would say it was like a combo of Moon and Antarctica era Modest Mouse combined a little bit of that Mumford and Sons <laughs> arena indie folk sound mm-hmm. that features an alt rap verse from Earl Sweatshirt. And you might say to yourself, well, that sounds like that could be a fucking mess. But <laughs> it's, chaos. To, it's, it's, <laughs> it's chaos. It's chaos. It's chaos. Um, but thanks to Gene Dawson's like creativity, his touch, it just on that song, it just works out really well. And I think I find it to be just genuinely affecting. And I just those elements are just across the board on this album. Um, I guess another thing to keep in mind is like when I f- first heard this album, I liked it, but I did think it was like a little uneven mm-hmm. and I was a little unsure of its sticking power. Mm-hmm. But after like more and more less listens with it, I just man, the, like the hooks on this album have really clicked with me. Oh this yeah, is, yeah. This this is like hands down my sing along to every word, yep. sing it out loud album of the year. The choruses on this album soar. Yeah, they, that's and, exactly the word I had in mind. Like, it just yeah. soars. Mm-hmm. Um. And I also really appreciate its lyrical themes that seem to be kind of centered around accepting and living with your flaws. So, <laughs> yeah, like the the second track, you know, like all, yes, all the way, yep. I love all the examples. <laughs> My ex girlfriend thinks I'm fucked up. <laughs> yep, I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Gene Dawson really knocked it out of the park on this one for me i i hope he keeps up this creative streak uh i hope he keeps leveling up as an artist because i swear he could make an album of the year one day oh god uh, easy num- number one spot yeah um so in- any more any more thoughts from you two i love this, this album it was a little too late in the year again for me to kind of have that kind of relationship with it like i have all the other stuff on my list but I, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I, I, I feel like this is just, like, I want more from this guy because he's got an album of the year in him so easily. Yeah. Yeah, I like this one quite a bit. I, I'm looking forward to uh, what else comes from Gene Dawson in the future. Awesome. Well, Polly, it's cool that you started singing <laughs> Glory uh, because that's the song we're going to go yeah. with. Is glory. Here we go. Ex-girlfriend thinks that I'm fucked up. I am. I 
Mom thinks that I keep a gun tucked. Yes, ma'am. My best friend thinks that I'm off one. My dad thinks I don't care to call him. My old friends think that I've lost my head. Oh my God, shut the fuck up. It's like. Are you so fucked up you can barely stand straight? How'd you know I was going to say that? (laughs) How'd I know? I just felt it coming. (laughs) I felt it. It was one of those things. I know what he's going to say, and I'm going to say it before him just to fuck with him. I'm so fucked up, y'all. I can't stand straight, so I'm going to have to let Polly take it from here. I'll take a breather. All right. I got you. I got you. What about, like, I'm I'm honestly shocked that we're all, like, at number seven and that we all have, like, hip-hop sort of adjacent or just straight up hip hop <laughs> albums uh listed here. So that's fun. That that I don't know that that's ever happened, but you know, all of us having like one sort of kind of genre and and and, and a similar they're all kind of they all fit in a similar vein and have a lot of similar themes and uh a lot of similar influences. My number 7 
is Drill Music and Zion from Lupe Ooh. Fiasco. So, Hell yeah. I think... I know that name. <laughs> you know that name! Yeah, Lupe Fiasco been around a while. I think, I think Lupe is just... He is an artist I'm always going to be impressed by, I think. Um, ever since, like, Food and Liquor and The Cool. Like, the, his two signature albums. Like, the guy's just always proven that there's, like, nobody in modern hip-hop that can sort of present the world the way he does. Um, there, I think that there are artists that I love that can absolutely match his pen game and performance. Like, Billy Woods is an obvious example of somebody who's super conscious. Or super conscious and, 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 um, but I think that the way... Lupe approaches storytelling and building narratives is so unique to him. And the way the, he has such a unique way of viewing the world sometimes. And it's, it's, it's really fascinating um, the way that he can just spin a story or an analogy and, and make uh, super compelling songs. And um, drum music in Zion is uh, a fantastic examination of, a lot of modern hip hop, specifically the drill scene that comes out of Chicago and, and, and how violent and, and unrelentingly just, um, it's an awful scene. Like if you go read about, mm -hmm. you know, Chirac and, and, and things going down in Chicago, it's, it's really, and, and it's been terrible uh, for hip hop because people are just dying like every week, you know, it's, 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 it's really, it's a rough thing, and, and this album is looking at that, and I think that this album accepts modern hip-hop for what it is because change in the culture is always going to be driven by the youth. Like, that's inevitable. Um, but, but it's also the point of view from an old head who sees that pain and damage that his community is going through and he uses an artist's brush to paint and capture that moment while also saying, like, we need to do better. But it never sounds condescending when he's doing it. I feel like he's presenting these things in a way that's just like, it, it, because it feels like people don't understand that, like, the things that they're inflicting upon themselves is just like, in the way that he presents it like that, it never feels like an old guy that just feels out of touch. Um, he's just kind of saying it in a way that is both understanding and also saying like, y'all kind of need to look at yourselves here. Like, this is a problem. Like the, the last song on the album on Fornem, uh, the, ver the first verse is literally just rappers die too much. That's the verse. That's it. And it's, just, <laughs> and then it's 15 bars of the beat, then the chorus, then the next verse. Um, and I think that like that is sort of like the the level of artistry that Lupe is is is, is performing on, um, and 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 there are also just amazing moments here of, of progressive thought, like how uh, how a preacher can praise AIDS as punishment for the gays, but when the preacher dies of cancer, that's God's mysterious ways. Um, <laughs> like like, like yeah. and and he's yeah. so good at pulling yeah. out these nuggets of wisdom, like and 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 just like like there's there's moments on here that discuss like gender roles in society and things like that like it's a very thoughtful album that's hitting a lot of things and it's so surprising how dense it is for the mere 40 minutes that it runs 
Um, like his older albums run like 50 to 70 minutes and like, yeah, he's saying a lot in those albums and getting, you know, like getting the word out, but like, it's so razor sharp and focused on drill music and Zion that just, it just blew me away. Um, but like, and really kind of, uh, cemented for me how much of a fantastic artist, uh, Lupe Fiasco is. Um, I, I don't know that either of you two listened to this one. I, I have not. <laughs> oh, you did, PH? I did. Uh, I know I gave it, I think, a couple listens. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was a released at a time when there was like 15 other Oh, albums. yeah, and yeah. I, this came out I, at a packed, dense point. Like, I didn't get to really feeling like it was going to make my list until like September or October. So mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it just... It's one of those that was like, okay, I need to, I, I, you know, I can tell this is quality. Yeah. I need to kind of revisit more and more to really let it set in. And mm-hmm. it's just, got, it kind of unfortunately got on the backlog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a good reminder. It actually reminded me because looking over a lot of year end lists from all the publications and YouTubers and such, um, I've not really seen this one up and I know it's quality. Yeah. So that's, I think it's cool. It's getting its representation here. Hell yeah. And the track that I'm going with is precious things. This is a very cool song where he anthropomorphizes hands of all things. Uh, and he tells a story from that point of view of hands. Um, and he goes through like every like he has a bar somehow that packs in like any gesture you can make with your hands, like the OK sign, the shaka, uh, just like what the fuck? How did you think to tie all of this together? Well, also not just being impressive and doing that, but there's also this whole narrative about it, like being a rapper that's rising to success, gets into some shit. Uh, and these hands also got him into trouble and like the consequences he has to pay for that. And the song just ends on this, just like, Oh, it ends on a note that is so fa- I won't spoil it. Like, it's just a fantastic note that the song ends on. It's like, wow, this guy's a fucking genius. He's so fucking smart. <laughs> he is. He is. He's one of the most legitimately smart people in hip hop, I believe. Um, and also, like, Miss Mural is another one, another big one on this album. But, like, the Mural trilogy that has kind of been a part of his last three albums is, is fantastic from start to finish. And he closes it out with Miss Mural also, which is a stupidly good narrative. Um, but, yeah, Precious Things, Lupe Fiasco, Drill, Music, and Zion. Rap around your hatch and squeeze 
I swear my hands were pure I gave a man the cures Became my adversaries Became my saboteurs I put carrots on them Just like rabbit laws My middle fingers like fuck this nigga What happened to us? Used to be clapping for us Thumbs up in the snapping poets Now they be dapping foes And grabbing more And they know that I don't drink at least I don't think I asked for peace signs They gave me Leon Spinks I asked for okays I got up yours and go aways Shoe gestures and throat slices The motions made Give me a sign when we can talk through a plan But my hands was like Fam, you can talk to the hand Damn These precious things All these things that we love All these precious things How they turn all these precious things All these things that we love All these precious things How they turn, yeah. how they turn Put the arms in arms, I put arms in palms We was hand in hand, all state Pinky speaker, thumb receiver How we used to call, make all shakes Now it's fingers crossed over small stakes No taller than the crawl space Give scissors to my paper We not on the same page We was back catching picture Now you don't even wave We used to throw the shaka Honolulu from the stage Now you just wanna throw hands and technicals on my plays Goddamn To try and keep us out them handcuffs It's like we only matter when fans is putting their hands up You got popular, treated us like the Yakuza You was Vampire Hunter D, now you Alucard See that's the thing, cause we was praying for you Egg guitar and playing for you You turned the deaf ear to what we was saying to you We was here, can't go back to before The problem is, you don't use us to write the raps anymore I think you might know this person. Uh, yeah, you y- you could say that I'm dating them. Oh, oh, it's oh, is that it? Is that all? That all? <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> uh, it's oh. here's our list from System of a Woos. Salutations, album listening club. 2022, what a year! It seems like 2022 was a year of slow burns leading to intense finales. 
C, Coheed's Vaxus Act 2, Kendrick's Mr. Morale, and NoFX's Double Album, for examples. Mm. My number three album is not one of them. Their Money is Your Money by 1-800-Pain starts at 100 and keeps up the energy throughout. This hyperpop album hits like that 3am Red Bull and everything that comes with it. It's simply fun throughout. Mm-hmm. Oh, suppressing the sneeze. Oh, oh. Okay, it we're do good. be that time of year. Oh, my number two album of the year might fit the mold, though. Gnosis by Russian Circles manages mm. to lull you in with melodic tracks like Tupalak and Conduit, but ultimately ends up smacking you across the face with Betrayal and then blowing your mind with Bloom, and it does it all with such great cohesion. Mm. However... It would be exceptionally irresponsible, nay criminal, <laughs> to talk about finales without talking about my number one album of the year. Brockhampton certainly went out with a bang with TM. It's truly amazing how it almost feels like a random assortment of demo tracks and yet is so refined and makes so much sense. Can anyone explain how they managed to drop Man on the Moon in the middle of the album like that? Definitely like so an, a track that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> So there you have it, our top three. I hope y'all are doing well. Happy holidays, happy new year, and happy end to the year of our perpetual screaming 2022. Yours, System of Blues. <laughs> we'll still be, I, I imagine there will still be more screaming in 2023. It's just, you know, maybe, hopefully well, it's a little less, right? Well, the fun never stops. <laughs> no. But is that what they call it? Is that what they're calling it fun now? Is this is that Weird Al album, Mandatory Fun? Is that it? Yep. All right, Taylor, how about you wrap yeah. us up for the day and give us your number six? Well, I have a question for y'all. Okay, I can answer, probably. Who is going to beat my ass? Uh-oh, who <laughs> is? <laughs> who could possibly want to beat Taylor's ass? Oh, I'm sure there's a few people out there. Well, but my number six is Diaspora Problems by Soul Glow. Mm. Yes. This is yet another album. You may be detecting a theme. This is yet another <laughs> album that I discovered because we started doing a monthly podcast this year. Mm -hmm. uh, Wikipedia tells me that Soul Glow is a band from Philadelphia. And they make punk rock. This was a good year for punk rock. Oh, God. Yeah, it was a resurgence yeah. and a half, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Yeah, there's. Because punk rock has kind of been. Uh, we You want to talk about albums that. Not albums. You want to talk about genres that have kind of been down in the dumps for a long ass time. Yeah, it's been punk. I, yeah, I think punk rock is a, is a genre of music. And. I'm going to make some people mad. Do it. Do it. We live to make people but, mad. But they're just punk rockers. Who gives a fuck what they think? That's a good point. <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, punk rock has kind of been bullshit probably s since, like, 2004. Yeah. Like, the last... Before this crop of albums we're talking about here, not that there hasn't been a good punk album sprinkled throughout, like... You know, Cloud Rat made it up to my number two one year. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, ever since Fuck World Trade dropped, punk rock has kind of been on its back, has kind of been on the back burner. Yeah. But Soul Glow, man, they really, uh, 
the, they've really hit something that I really enjoy. Something it's this just, genre has been missing for a long time. Yeah, it Absolutely. just it feels it feels relevant and energetic. And it's in that it's got that kind of mold of the of the typical punk rock thing, but it doesn't just feel like we're treading old ground over and over again. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was something I really appreciated. It was just it's just like a shot in the arm for a genre that really needed somebody to come along and remind everybody what this kind of music could be. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, that's it was much appreciated for me as somebody whose musical education kind of began with punk rock when I was a little kid trying mm-hmm. to learn how to play guitar. Good way to learn. Hell yeah. 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 I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. This Van Halen stuff is too hard for 11 year old Taylor. Why don't I just start learning Ramon's songs instead? (laughs) And it works. So, yeah, that was it really warms the cockles of my heart to see that there are still bands out there that kind of keep the fire going. Hell yeah. What'd y'all think? God, yeah. Great album. (laughs) This is a yep. Great album. Knocked me on my ass. You know, when I when I heard it, yeah, um, just really. And, and this is someone who hasn't doesn't have the, the best uh, in-depth knowledge on punk music. But like, I know that this like you were talking about, Taylor, this is like what punk music should be um, and just really well crafted and, and also does well in again blending at genres yeah. you know like it yes it's it's punk spirit punk core but you know it really well done how it can just twist and turn in its compositions for even other kind of uh genres of heavier music mm-hmm. um also fantastic band live one of the best shows i've been to like, oh really, god really, so really envious so envious yeah. if, if, so- if if they're around go see them they're great <clears throat> What's funny is Wikipedia is telling me that Soulglow has played on the Coheed and Cambria cruise line. Oh wow, that's a that is a <laughs> that is something I did not expect. That's yeah. fantastic! Wow, that's Coheed so cool. has Coheed has wild openers sometimes. Yeah. I remember one time I saw them; they had Glassjaw with. Oh them. wow, that's okay. Yeah. Like wow. Speaking of punk rock. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, the track I'm going to go with, and there's lots of ones I could go with, uh, but I went with God Bless Y'all Real Good. Hell yeah. Fuck me! Fuck me! Oh! Okay! When this gets to read, you had to insulate your man from big bad peers. I thought he 
shit. All right. Well, we've probably thrashed around a little bit mm-hmm. as a as a as a symbol of our resistance to the fucking evil ways of the world right now. So let's dance. Like, why not? Let's dance. Yeah. Let's 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 also use dance as a way of resistance. Uh, this is one of those albums that was pretty much guaranteed to be on this list mm-hmm. um i think it is easily <laughs> the most mainstream blockbuster of an album here <laughs> uh according to my apple music i played this record the most with 197 plays damn which i find a little hard to believe i would like to see what counts into making that number what is um, an actual play <laughs> Yeah, like, is it a couple songs? Is it one, like, 190, that's, that's a lot, because this, this album is a little bit over an hour, so you're chunky, telling me, yeah, yeah this, this is, this is almost, I've spent almost 200 hours of my life to this album, but it's, it's a worthy investment for me, um, of course, my number six album is Renaissance from our queen, yep. Beyonce, <laughs> ah, yes, <laughs> um, when I was talking about Jer's album earlier, I mentioned, you know, Jer's love of ska. It really comes through. It's really infectious. And I think you can just apply that to this Beyonce album, um, except we're going to trade out ska for electronic dance music and dance music that <laughs> generates from the 70s to the now. Um, Renaissance was obviously a project that beyonce has a strong personal passion for its music and while i may say that this album kind of fumbles a little bit in its midsection and maybe goes a little overproduced Mm. i still think it is astounding that a record that has this many producers and songwriters like we're talking a ton of it's cooks like in the kitchen. Sixty fucking cooks. Yes. <laughs> like if you ever want an album that was yeah. written and produced by committee, this is it. Yes. Uh, and yet it all comes together spectacularly. Yeah. Like it's so classy. Yeah, it's <laughs> this really is a good. Classy, classy ass album. 
Um, which no doubt has a lot to do with Beyonce herself as she is the captain yeah. navigating the ship. Yeah. Um, nothing is like recklessly out of place or out of character. Uh, the track sequencing and the record flow is crafted like the best dance DJ curated set you have ever experienced. Um, Beyonce herself continues to be a giant icon and symbol for modern feminism. And mm -hmm. she's, I think, stronger than ever on this record. Th the confidence she exudes is the most empowering and positive I have heard in any record this year. Yeah. Um, not to mention, this is an incredibly sexy record. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sexy. So sexy. So there's times like, there's times she's talking, like, oh, Beyonce, I'm married. What are you doing? Yes, um, please, ma'am. Yes, I want all <laughs> of what you're saying, ma'am. Yes, yeah. Um, I think it's one of those records that even if, like, the music isn't generally your thing, I think her performance on this record is just undeniable and awe-inspiring mm -hmm. that's what um, that's what sold the album for me it's not typically something i listen to but mm -hmm. i like oh you're you're listening to something that somebody really fucking wanted to make and it's like there's an <laughs> honesty there and then gen and a genuine excitement for what they're doing mm -hmm. that carries through and it's like yeah it made me appreciate and like the album quite a bit yes um and i also want to say that i think it's reassuring that an artist with this much mainstream appeal can put out a record on this level and like doesn't just maintain their artistic uh integrity but it heightens it like it really this felt like just a step up um even more so for beyonce who's been in the business for oh like 90s right yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite a bit <laughs> yeah and it's like like still like pushing it still pushing boundaries um like and sound to me just sounds amazing uh before i pick my track any other thoughts from you two oh uh, no i pretty much said what i meant you know what i what, what i thought so i was surprised at how much i liked this though admittedly i'm not that familiar with beyonce's music as a whole I, I will have this to say, disco music was cool and y'all were just stupid back in 1979. There you go. <laughs> I agree. It's why Static X worked, because disco music was good, and everybody does like a good four on the floor. Like, And then when Static X took that and made, I get, evil disco and, and, and into a new metal thing, that's why it worked. <laughs> it's because disco is actually good. Disco is good. And it's cool that you're saying disco. I'm going to go. My track is pretty disco influenced. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the finale. Yeah. Uh, Summer Renaissance. So here we go. Summer Renaissance.
stuff we've thrashed we've we've danced what's the next move what are we gonna do i guess i guess we'll just continue we'll continue the party and we'll just keep noodling we've we've heard from this album already once this uh this very episode so we'll go ahead and hear from it again my number six is fear of dawn from jack white Woo! Again, just a a really big surprise of the year because it's been a long time since I expected anything that I'd be fully interested in or invested in from Jack White. Like, and then he goes <laughs> and puts out an album. This is literally just the sound of 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 uh, an artist uh, functioning at the highest level and just having a fucking blast in the studio. Like, that's really what makes this album. Is he? he he embraces the studio as an instrument too and and the fun ways that he can augment his his guitar flourishes and songwriting chops and he just finds his way into these weird ass songs like fucking Heidi Ho again just like it's just everything about this album works it's just so highly focused and 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 just somebody having like making music it feels like he's just literally discovered that music could be fun again uh yeah. with this with this album or something it's 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 and and like like an again an album being fun is something that's always going to win me over usually and 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 that's just really this this whole album really um i mean i i'd say we have any other thoughts but i think we've all kind of said them so i guess i'll just i'll just pick my track if nobody else wants to 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 append anything i mean you you know you're right uh but it does strike me when you when you say about like someone kind of create like finding music again like oh this is fun and Mm -hmm. I, i think that is important to uh enjoy this album is to get that feeling of like oh this is a whole new tool this is a whole new thing i can do and 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 out of that comes originality yeah and uh creativity and uh which is well you know all over this album so and then he did entering heaven alive afterward and it was boring again Uh, (laughs) jack it was it's like I like when I heard that there were going to be two Jack White albums this year after hearing Fear of the Dawn I was like oh shit. Oh shit, could this guy actually end up getting two albums on my album of the year list? Don't worry, he went and made another boring album. It's okay. 
Don't have to worry. Oh, no. Up just to put us back down. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like now it's just like, oh, no. Was Fear of the Dawn kind of a fluke? <laughs> Here, here's how you know music critics are full of shit because uh, entering Heaven Alive has a higher Metacritic yeah. score. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Oh, like the bizarre. albums that are... The albums that are more dour and and sound real serious are the ones that are just like, oh, that's that's fucking. It's because it's mature. That's Grammy bait, isn't it? Mm. Grammy bait. Yeah. When's Otsuboke Beaver going to get a Grammy nomination? There I you ask go. you. There you go. <laughs> uh, name one group that deserves it more. You can't. You can't. Fuck Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, he had an album, didn't he? He did, didn't he? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Right, I just remember that. That thing was awful. God, I I don't I listen to I... like the only thing I've ever listened to from Post Malone is he did a, re- a very awesome Nirvana set. Um, oh yeah, at the start of the set. pandemic, I remember like recording that as it happened, and then like putting like mastering it to sort of an album and posting it on our Discord because some people wanted it. Oh yeah, I still have it somewhere. Yeah, I. I, I was impressed. I didn't realize he was such a big Nirvana nerd, and then he started with Francis Farmer. Yeah, I'm like, oh, like, oh no, oh, he's okay. like a Nirvana fan. Yeah, like <laughs> going into that whole concert, I was expecting to just sit there rolling my eyes the whole time, and then it's like, yeah. oh no, he's like pulling deep cuts. I also think it's funny that like literally a week before he did that, Wes Scantlin of Puddle of Mud had his about a girl accident. Ugh. I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever saw that one, Ph, but. Uh, I oh is that the one where uh, it's one of the worst vocal performances I of all need time? An easy friend. That's what I that's think... some of the funniest shit I've ever and... seen. Like when you see the cut where it's just him singing, like He's... they take everything. They take everything. Oh, God, if I'm feeling down, I'll watch that and I'll feel immediately better. Why not just sing it? Why not just sing it in your range? Exactly. If... Why try to be? Why try to do it in Kurt's range? Oh, you don't have it, dude. It's fine. You can go lo- play lower. Oh. <laughs> anyway, the Jack White album is awesome. I loved this album to pieces, and I'm going with the finale because I love how refreshing and and, and, and I love how refreshing of a note that it sends the album out on. I just really love how it sounds all together. So, my pick is Shedding My Velvet. Ah, yes.
Psychic Heist, I do believe to, 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 to finish us out for the day, you've got one last listener list for us. Yes. This is from our friend Gunblade Warrior. Hey! Gunblade Warrior says, Hello, music listeners. It's Thomas, a.k.a. Gunblade Warrior, with my top three albums of 2022. This year had some amazing albums, so it was tough to pick my top three. Number three. Nocturnal by Mothica. Normally, I don't listen to much pop music, but this album is amazing. Her songs mix various genres together for a unique sound. Sensitive and The Reckoning are two songs you should check out. Number two, Tales from Six Feet Under, Volume 2 by Charlotte Wessels. This album is the follow-up to my number three album of the year. When she started releasing singles for this album, I got more hyped for it. Toxic is an amazing song and one of my jams of 2022. Mm. And Gunblade Warrior's number one album of the year is The Classic Symptoms of a Broken Spirit by Architects. I was wondering if that was going to show up. That that kind of felt like the most Gunblade (laughs) Warrior release, I was thinking. Yeah, Yeah, totally. I discovered this band when lead singer Sam Carter appeared on Spirit Box mm-hmm. song Yellow Jacket. Yeah. I went back and listened to the album that they released last year for those that wish to exist. It rocked. When this year's album was announced, I had a feeling that it could make this list. After a few listens of it, I was blown away by great songs like Deep Fake and A New Moral Low Ground. My jam of the year is Rotoscope by Spirit Box. <laughs> kind of has a, gar- a garbage vibe mixed in with a bit of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> if this song and the other two songs they released on the same day are what the next album is going to sound like, it could be mentioned on a future list. Awesome. Ooh, awesome. Cool. Yeah, I, re- I remember uh, Gunblade really talking up the Charlotte Wessels yeah. album. Like, and, and, and there were definitely tracks from that that I enjoyed that, that that was posted in the discord. So I'm really glad that that album uh, worked out well for them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good list. Thank you everybody for the guest list. We got more coming tomorrow. So don't you fret, but before we kick ourselves out of your life for the day, uh, uh, Taylor, why don't you give us your quick 10 to six? All right. In ascending order, my number 10 was Jack White's fear of the dawn. My number nine was Meshuggah's immutable. My number eight was Carpenter Brute's Leather Terror. My number seven was Denzel Curry's Melt My Eyes. And my number six was Soul Glow's Diaspora Problems. And PH. My number 10 was Bothered Unbothered 
by Jair. My number nine is Ethiopes by Billy Woods. My number eight, Innate Passage from Elder. Number seven, Chaos Now by Gene. And number six is Renaissance by Beyonce. My number 10 is the self-titled joint from Zeal and Ardor. My number nine is Wild-Type Droid from Failure. My number eight is Super Champagne from Otoboke Beaver. My number seven is Drill Music in Zion from Lupe Fiasco. My number six is Fear of the Dawn from Jack White. Come back at this exact time tomorrow and we're gonna have another heaping helping of the good stuff for ya. But until then, why don't you pop those earphones on and uh, listen to a little Death Grips. Mm-hmm.